Hello and welcome to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley, and you're listening to the only place in cyberspace where we talk about being conservative. We hit on current events, the politically correct cancel culture, and problems with civil discourse. But most importantly, we discuss what you can do to come out of the conservative closet. The Joe Mobley Show is a new and exciting podcast that airs weekly on Monday mornings. We have a range of controversial topics on deck. Even so, it's important that we hear from you what matters most. Be sure to send questions, comments, and things you'd like to hear discussed to ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. That's ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. To make sure you stay informed on the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome back to the Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, and today we are speaking with an awesome dude, a guy who's you know built a couple of successful companies, uh, which is useful experience. Uh, everyone listening to this actually knows that. Um, but someone who has decided to be the man in the arena who is running for Virginia House of Delegates in the 87th District, we have Greg Malthrop. Greg, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, man. Uh, thanks for agreeing to do this. I know that these types of interviews really encourage uh, these interviews really encourage a lot of people because people are thinking about running and they just can't imagine running for something in this environment. And to you know, I say coming out of the conservative closet to put an R after your name in this climate is in a lot of ways just social suicide. Um, so you are like a diamond in the rough, man, a unicorn. Um, so I, I definitely want you to speak, you know, your experience and, and what led you and your family to throwing your hat in the arena, because that's what people need to hear, uh, to be encouraged. And, um, I know I'm not running for anything, but I'm pretty out. I'm pretty out of the closet guys. I am. Uh, so tell us about yourself and, and what got you and, and the family, because I know that it's, it's a journey, man, that you guys all do together. Uh, what got you guys to yeah. throw your hat in the ring? Yeah, it, 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 was, um, it was touch and go um, for, for a little while. Um, like I tell everybody, I'm not a professional politician, never had any plans on, on getting as involved into politics uh, Owning um, one business is is uh, tough enough. Owning multiple businesses is is just crazy. So it's not like I need to do um, uh, do this to to fill some time or or build my resume. Um, I'm, I'm doing it because uh, it, I have the the means, the ability, and the desire to um, uh, try to fix what's wrong in, in, in government. And it was a last minute decision to, to, to throw my hat in the ring. It was uh, tougher for, for my wife than, than for me. Cause when it's just yourself, even when you know starting a business, it, when it's just yourself, you're not impacting anybody but yourself. So when I made this decision, um, my wife thought it was just a tongue in cheek moment when I, um, when I told her that it would be easier for me to run for office, win my seat, write school choice legislation, get it passed by in the House, magic passed in the Senate, and signed into law by a Republican governor, than to get the school board to do anything. She thought I, I, I was joking, um, but then I filed my paperwork and, and became a candidate shortly after. And she turned around and said, WTF, um, <laughs> uh, are you kidding me? Um <laughs> And then shortly after that, um, yeah, she, she lost a lot of friends. Um, I shouldn't say a lot. She, she lost a handful of friends, if you want to even call them that. Um, but it, when it's people that you're, you're close to that you don't expect to react a certain way, um, it, it, it's, it's kind of tough to say um, that they aren't really uh, uh, friends of hers if, if that's the type of reaction that they, um, that, that they have. But it was... It, it was tough for her to um, endure um, uh, me having an, an R after my name. And um, for me, it was um, it, it, it was not a, as tough. A lot of, of people that I'm, I'm close to know my conservative viewpoints, didn't really uh, uh, see this as a, as a surprise. And... Um, 
what I was surprised about is the the, the number of, of Democrats that came up to me shortly after and, and said, I read about you. I am a lifelong Democrat. I've always voted Democrat. And if I was ever to vote Republican, I could see myself voting for, for, for you. Would you sit down and talk to me? And uh, make sure that I'm comfortable with, with, with this decision. I said, yeah, sure. No problem. So sat down with them, spent you know, a couple hours uh, uh, to hearing them out and, and, and telling them about myself. So I, I know that they're certainly not just doing this because they don't have anything better to do, or they're a, um, a Democrat spy on my, on my candidacy. Like some people claim that, uh, they're, they are, um, uh, but I, I think that there's a lot of, uh, of sincere um, you know, re- regret and, and, and uh, people changing their mind uh, about uh, hanging their cross on, on, the, on the Democratic Party. So I, I do think that things are moving in a good direction. I think uh, I was obviously I'm reading on your website. And you describe yourself as a populist conservative. And honestly, when you get, because there's, we know there's a difference between a leftist and a Democrat. You know, my parents are Democrats. My parents aren't far leftist, progressive, you know. And uh, while it's not popular to say certain things are on a spectrum, political ideology is a huge spectrum. There's more than two parties. There's more uh, than a handful, five, six, some site 12 uh, different political ideologies a lot of Democrats, a lot of, you know, plain liberal people can really get down with populism. Populism kind of is in the center and goes a little bit left and right. Um, it, it's not people want to make it as divisive as like a Trump slash Nazi, which is nuts, versus a Bernie Sanders type thing. Populist. Most people are populist, just like most people are fiscally conservative or they don't know, because a government that actually represents the people and not the defense contractors, big pharma, big tech, you know, Amazon, whatever. Um, so it's interesting that you you say that. Are you having a lot of those conversations? Well, um, there's short answers, yeah, uh, but... But the, the the longer answer is, uh, you're from New York. I'm from Connecticut. You know what New England's like. Um, I've I remember the days when the Democrats and the Republicans were having debates around big government, small government, the size of government, the role of government, the amount of, of taxes that 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 are that are owed. I actually I've I don't hang my cross on, on the Republican Party. I'm a I'm a Republican. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think that they're closer to my beliefs than obviously the Democrats. But I do have problems with the the Republican Party right now. So I describe myself more as a populist conservative, which would put me in the bucket of. Republican party uh, party candidates to uh, put me square there, but to also give some uh, give me some leeway to pull Democrats into our camp, especially the ones that I refer to as the JFK Democrats. I think they would be Republicans today if um, if they were still around. And I think th- those are actually the ones that are, are calling me up saying, would you uh, sit down and talk to me? I, um, I want to send my, uh, my party a message. And um, I, 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 I hold a lot of the, the, the Republican ideals, but I'm, I'm for the blue collar workers. I um, don't have problems with, with unions, for example. I don't think that they should be mandatory. I think that they just need to be able to sell a better product in my, in my mind. My, um, my, one of my brothers is a, is an electrician. He belongs to a union and he, he says the only benefit that he gets is a good healthcare plan. I'm like, well, can, can your company offer you? Well, 
know, the company is a union shop. Um, I think that they um, uh, they hurt workers more than they help workers, but populist ideals could actually do a better job of, of, of helping the blue-collar workers uh, and uh, a lot of the people that the Democrats claim to, um, to, to, to care about. I don't want you to feel like we're spending all of our time on this, but I got—I just got one more question on this uh, because a lot of a lot of people are thinking about running for an office, and they do want to reach some people across the aisle, uh, maybe get them uh, to dip their toe on the conservative side, or at least come to the table. Uh, but even even for people that aren't them, everyone is trying to build bridges, trying to mend relationships, or maintain relationships as as society is forcing people to come out of their political shells with, with work policies, with school policies, with all kinds of things. Um, it sounds like when you're having these conversations, there are some issues that are hot button issues. And when I, when I go and I'm speaking to someone that I know is a hardcore leftist, um, not just a Democrat, but they, they are far off to the left. There are some things that I don't approach them about. I'm like, we're, we don't have a common ground here. This isn't the issue for us to build a bridge. But I'm interested if you have any like high percentage hitting points um, with people, because this is what everyday people can use in their relationships with our, our neighbors are both Democrats and we get along great. And uh, anyway, so I'm curious what your what your take no, is on that. Well, I, I, I've, I've actually can completely stopped um, trying to um, find a particular talking point to uh, to uh, connect with somebody with a different political ideology i i don't um i don't plan on, on, on building any bridges mending any fences reaching across the aisle at least when it comes to to democrat uh, democrat um uh, and Republican uh, you know, legislation. Should, should I, or when I am, am lucky enough to to, to be elected to office, um, but to to a a non um, politician, I at least say to them, do can, can you tell me one thing that your party doesn't do do well that the other party does better? And maybe more than one thing. And um, if you can't, a lot of people can't. Uh, then I follow up with, you know, you're 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 probably just focused too much on your party's talking points. And like I said earlier, you're hanging your cross on on, on your party, hoping that they're going to do do thing get things right, without really looking or having the ability to, to look inward and, uh, be, be critical, be critical of your own party and look at the other party as a, another organization or, or group that is made up of, 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 of pe- people that have just as good of intentions as, as you do that have, that want to solve the same problems that you do, but just have a different way of getting there. And if you're, if you're, if you're so, so blind to your party and the other party, you, you've got some, you, you should really reflect on that and, and start voting your, your beliefs and what you believe in. Just like when, like I said, when I'm elected to, to, to office, I'm not going to negotiate or reach across the aisle. I'm going to vote by my beliefs. If my beliefs, um, uh, are, are, are violated. I'm not going to necessarily vote with my, with the, with the party just because it's, uh, um, uh, uh, something that is viewed upon as the, the re- Republican thing to do. And I'm not picking out one, one sp- uh, specific topic to, um, in, in that statement, but I'm just focused on my belief. My belief is really just freedom, constitutionality, and and limited government. Uh, I, I don't want any one party to have too much control because 
the what what's really pissed me off in in both of our parties is the fact that politicians and and permanent bureaucrats believe that our rights are a gift from the government to the people and i vehemently dis- disagree with that i think that our rights are our rights the uh, constitution set up the government the bill of rights reaffirmed the the god-given rights that our, our founding fathers believed in and those cannot be changed joe biden said it best well those rights can be changed and uh, technically um yeah if another amendment can cancel out uh, um you know, the, the the bill of rights but in in my personal beliefs they the government if they go go there that's 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 a bridge too far it's almost like someone said that man or uh, governments were institutions put in place by man you know it's the, the people that wrote these things and and here we are uh, not rights given by government, but government was set in place to protect the rights that we have naturally occurring. Um, and yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. We're still bouncing around when this is going to uh, air, but obviously this week in real time, uh, the Texas heartbeat uh, law kind of stood um, at at SCOTUS, um, which is just nuts. Uh, but you. You nailed it. Something you said made me think that there's there's a in our culture to include our government and on, I don't know how this makes sense, but to include some lawyers and judges, uh, district attorneys, commonwealth attorneys. There's some fundamental misunderstandings of what the Constitution is, what a right is, individual rights, federalism. I'm I'm convinced that upwards of eighty percent of Americans don't know what federalism is. Uh, and just because it's called federalism, they probably think it has something to do with powers of the federal government. But, you know, other than wringing people's necks, how, how do we get the message out that the Constitution is important and applicable today? Well, uh, um, I, I'm tr- at least in, you know, from the little that I can do uh, as, as a candidate, I... I go out, I ask for people's vote, but I also educate and, and, and inform them. And what I just, what I just said to you, uh, our, our, our rights, our freedoms are under attack by one particular party in power. We've lost so many freedoms. Do you want to continue voting blindly with your party or do you actually believe in socialism, authoritarianism, totalitarianism, because we're having debates on freedom and totalitarianism or authoritarianism right now. This is not a Republican-Democrat debate. I wish we could go back to what I, the debates that I had when I lived in Connecticut about big government, small government, role of government. We're not, we're not doing that anymore. So um, I, I'm just getting the word out. I'm on your show. I'm doing other uh, um, podcasts, other media, uh, speaking outside of my district on, on trying to get the word out. Uh, and I think I don't want to uh, be too optimistic or too Pollyanna here, but I, I, I am seeing light bulbs go off on it, it, uh, with, with people. Is it enough people? Is it going to be enough people by November 2nd? I don't know. But people are at least not you know, throwing things at me when I, when I get up there and, and, I, and I tell them to stop being so blind to, to what your, your, your party is saying and ask yourself, do you want to be? Do you want to continue to have the freedoms that you have today? Do you want them to be able to raise the, your kid the way that you want to raise your kid? Do you want to have the right to protect yourself? A lot of people say, "Yeah, I want that," and I say, "Well, do you understand that one party in Virginia and in Congress is removing all of that from you? Our school board just." said out of one side of their mouth that they're not 
daycare providers for raising your, your, your children. So stop whining about having to work and do distance learning at the same time. At the same time, on the other side of the mouth, they're saying, well, we're going to prevent you from sending your kid to counseling if they don't want to go. We're going to tell them not to talk to you about certain topics that are going to end up on the national news channel. Uh, so what, do you, what are they? Are they raising our kids or are they not raising our kids? Uh, either way, the, the, the school board is accumulating more power to do more with, with our children than, than, than we're allowed to. More rights are being stripped away from from Second Amendment um, uh, uh, folks, and there. I see that USCCA hat there. <laughs> I don't have that one. I have an IDPA hat, like in a box somewhere. Yeah. I need to. I need to get back on the horse, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, uh, a lot of people are say, "Oh, yeah, we don't want this uh, to 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 become uh, a, a country where we we can't you know, live free, prosper, and have the government tell us what's good for us and and what and what they what we should be doing." So. Um, yeah, I think right now the the I don't want to just like in business. I don't you know think you know luck and uh, um, you know accidents are a good business plan. I I, I don't want to rest my hands in in the Democrats continuing to be better messengers than than conservatives uh, at at why we need we need a smaller government. So out there trying to uh, inform, educate, and persuade people to our camp. I I feel as a, oh, you know, I just realized I, my AR-15 is usually back here. It's not. That's okay. okay. I've, I've got my, I, I'm one of those crazy people. I do house carry. I, I'm wearing a concealed firearm right now. Uh, or sometimes it's at this desk. Anyway. Uh, but uh, oh, another, yeah, well, my, mine is on my bench because I just mod- modified my <laughs> 300 blackout. So, um. <laughs> but people, but I I don't care. People are like, oh, this is a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. Okay, conservatism. A lot of it comes from Aristotle, and Aristotle said, look. We need to stop chasing this fanciful unicorn, utopia, whatever. We need to realize that human experience, our reality, and all of human history count for something. We need to stop chasing this. This was before it was called socialism, but we need to stop chasing this utopia dream like bad guys will cease being bad. Uh, people will cease being selfish and self-interested. He said, we we got to play based in reality. So in reality... Yeah. Psychos, murderers, lone wolf shooters, terrorists, all those people are going to continue to exist, okay? So because of that, the government cannot concoct a world where I will never face the threat of a firearm, where it's impossible that someone will point a firearm at me. And so because of that, I carry one. I don't want to walk around saying, well, I hope no one tries to kill me or my family today. Why... People don't people don't get that, and people don't get that the government is openly saying now that they want to come after firearms, and the only thing that has ever happened in the history of the world, and that counts for something, is genocides, just just atrocities of every kind after disarmament. Why? Well, yeah, yeah, Joe. I mean, um, let's give your listeners a, a history lesson here. 1929, the Soviet Union uh, passed the strict uh, fire uh, gun control measures. 1938, Germany packed, passed strict gun control measures. 1969, Guatemala passed strict gun control measures. 1970, Uganda passed strict gun control measures. What happened in the years following that? Hundreds of thousands, up to 20 million people get rounded up and executed by their government. Do you think any of uh, uh, any of them said, oh, we're doing this for, for that purpose? No. <laughs> um, do, but what's happening in our schools? 
they're not teaching Soviet uh, socialism. They're not teaching German fascism. They're not teaching Marxism or any of the other isms, even capitalism. They're not teaching capitalism, um, except for the fact that it's bad. Um, but if any of if if any of our children uh, really learned what happened in 1929, 1938, 1969. And what happened afterwards? Do you think that uh, the, our, our kids would would be like, "Hey, this is a good idea"? I think my my kids are. I'm sure this is true of many others. They're very astute. They 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 foresee things that us as adults kind of overlook because of our implied biases of uh, of what what we see the world as when. I'm sure my my child would be like, well, that this is this is a bad idea, isn't this a um, isn't this a reason to be armed? <laughs> and I would be like, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly the reason why uh, uh, this, this is uh, gun control measures are, are bad, and it's a just justification for the Second Amendment. I. I guess some conservatives are like, you know, get your guns out. We're going to war. That would be terrible. Anyone who thinks about it for five seconds does not want to see that happen in their country. Uh, but I'm telling you guys, we, we hear warnings from, uh, from the UK all the time. We hear warnings from England. Do not. I, I'm not telling anyone to break the law, but it, whenever it comes and they're they're going door to door or they're rounding up, you know, Joe Biden used to pretend it was AR-15s, but now he says no one has any need for a nine millimeter. Probably the most common, you know, self-defense round. Nine millimeter pistols are confidently the most common uh, pistols carried. Period. Uh, and, and, you know, that cat's out of the bag. You know, it, we used to make fun of Pete Buttigieg for saying, uh, for saying, yeah, we're coming for your AR-15s. But now Biden's saying, you know, nine millimeters, no one needs to have it. Do not, I'm, I'm not telling you what to do with them. Maybe you all have boats and, and you lose your firearms in boating accidents too. Uh, but just don't. Do whatever you have to do with them. Freaking hide them in Mexico. I, I don't know uh, if that's legal. Yeah. I'm sure you could you could <laughs> legally purchase a firearm in Mexico. Anyway, uh, just you never hear about it being smuggled the other way. So <laughs> I know. I'm like, is that even legal? I have no idea, <laughs> man. So schools. You you hit on schools. It's weird to go from firearms to schools, but. Guys, we can't pretend like they're not trying to indoctrinate kids. Again, this week, when we're actually recording this, this is the week in the last 10 days, Project Veritas have dropped some hard-hitting videos about, and some of the teachers outed themselves on TikTok or Facebook or whatever, but we've got, let's see, we've got Communist Man, uh, we've got Antifa teacher, I think, out of California, that said he's got 180 days to indoctrinate the children to scare the crap out of them and make them feel uncomfortable. Uh, it was TikTok girl. TikTok girl was no American flag, even though it's mandated for all the mandates and, and you got to get this and you've got to wear a mask and you've got to do this, that, and the other thing. It's mandated in the classroom that you pledge allegiance to the flag and there's an actual flag there in all 50 states. Um, are people still denying? Are people still saying... Greg, no one's indoctrinating the kids, uh, especially here. We've got the craziest Fairfax and Loudoun County. Got to be the craziest in the nation. Yeah, yeah, they, um, yeah, they, they just play alphabet soup and 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 thesaurus with what what words that they that they use. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's all the same. Like I just like I just said. They don't teach the Soviet Union. They don't teach Germany. They don't teach uh, the, anything else other than capitalism is, is bad, and everybody's and, and everything is is, is racist. Um, my my nine year old son, 
I, I can't say I indro- indoctrinate him at home. I, I mean, maybe I do, but um, I, I teach him to to think for himself, and he's he's he made up his own mind. I didn't even know that um, that, that Loudoun County uh, changed CRT to to social something uh, or another. Yeah, SCL. Yeah, um, he's like, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm like, I don't either. <laughs> uh, and, and he 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 came uh, he came to me and and and, and said that. And um, yeah, I don't know why that this is going to be this is the 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 sword that the Democrats want to want to fall on. Um, even the Democrats, mostly the ones that I was talking about earlier, uh, are are onto it, and that's the crux of, of how the Democrats plan on sending the message to their 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 party that they've gone too far. You don't mess with a mom and her child. You don't mess with a father and their their, their, their child, and 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 stand to to fight another day. Um, they, uh, I've done a, a couple uh, podcasts about about CRT, and I said oh, racism's real. Uh, it, slavery happened; it did. Um, it, it's still happening today, but nobody's teaching about it. Um, but racism across the board, no matter black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Middle Eastern, whatever. Somebody doesn't like somebody for their race for whatever reason. There are, are, there are people out there that just are a racist. Um, but it's not systemically racist. The, 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 the world, the United States, just because slavery happened during... You know, before it was founded and after it was founded, does not make it systemically racist. What was racist, and going back to history, um, the Republican Party, Abraham Lincoln, did the Emancipation Proclamation freeing the slaves. The Republicans voted in favor of the Civil Rights Act. Democrats filibustered it. Who was one of the main senators? Senator Byrd, uh, Joe Biden's BFF and mentor, also a Klansman, <laughs> unashamed Klansman of some grand wizard dragon or, or whatever he, he, he was. Um, but 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 Trump is the the, the white supremacist. Um, come on now, <laughs> come on, man. Um, Joe talks about Jim Crow's act. Um, no, nobody teaches about the uh, uh, black code or the slave code. Um, what happened after, and to tie it all back to gun control, what happened after the slaves were freed? Um, they took their guns, made it illegal for, for, for freed slaves to own guns. Oh, but we had the Second Amendment. Oh wait, they're not actually uh, uh, citizens. Therefore, they cannot afford uh, form a militia. So they justified uh, confiscating their their their, their weapons. Um, none of this stuff gets. That's the racism that gets you know, thrown to the side. The actual facts that you can go through and and, and read about uh, in lieu of. CRT, which is all about people's perception and feelings. I feel like I was discriminated against, therefore I am. No, it doesn't. That's not the way that the saying goes. Um, you were fired from your job because you didn't do your job well. It's not because you were a different color of the person uh, of your boss. Maybe it was, but um, we do have laws on the books. If you can show, take them to court and show some proof that there was more to it than. You're not doing your job well. We don't need all of all of this other stuff that they're that, that they're that they're pushing. There's anti-discrimination laws. There's uh, wrongful dis- uh, firing um, laws. There's a lot of things that people can can use at their disposal if the if they are 
a part of a, um, a racially motivated or discriminatory act. And we're not going there. We're just jumping to feelings and perceptions. And sometimes your feelings and your perceptions are wrong. And there's the problem of reality. Just... All, all of the prejudicial laws in the United States are prejudiced against white people and now coming to be prejudiced against Asians in favor of black and brown people. All of them. Affirmative act. The Supreme Court said as much. They said affirmative action is unconstitutional. We'll do it for a time, for a season, and then it'll be gone. Uh, and which is bullcrap. They're never going to shut that off. Just like, hey, guys, I don't know if you know this uh, income tax. It's just temporary. We're just going to do it for a war that ended over 100 years ago. Um, they're going to shut it off any day now, I'm sure. Which violates uh, the, the Fifth Amendment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we're the, we're the crazy ones. Here's the bottom line. This is the best country in the world for everyone. The civil rights movement happened and everyone's a beneficiary of it, not just black people. My wife's white. My, my grandma back here is a German immigrant, you know, 40s, 50s, Germany wasn't the best. Uh, but uh, we digress. Yeah. Everyone's a beneficiary of the civil rights movement. Uh, and the last group of people, the very last group of people to get the protections and, and some of the, I call them social amenities, is actually disabled people. Uh, people with cognitive disability, physical disability. Um, when you look in the Civil Rights Act, the EEOC, and how it evolved over time, it was blacks, then women, then some other minorities, and they didn't get around to actually uh, protecting the rights of, of uh, the not mentally unstable, what's the word, uh, just disabled. handicapped persons until, like, 99, 2002, those are when those things started to uh, pop up. Now you're seeing companies, there's actually one near here. It's either in Ashburn or or Roslyn, um, the, the building company. They they modernize buildings to make sure that they have all the, uh, the right. I, I don't have a relationship with them. I don't know why I'm advertising their company. But anyway, like kind of black people from all over the world come here. And now we've crossed the threshold. We've had more immigrants from Africa than slaves that were ever brought here. And, and the problem of black immigrants. Black immigrants are freaking crushing it. American-born black people are the ones that are all, you know, you can't say butthurt, but, you know, I'm an American. I can say what I want. They're the ones that are all butthurt about, oh, slavery. And, you know, I, I can't work hard and turn my assignments in on time and, and meet these, these deadlines for the clients because, because some people at some point were slaves. It's bullcrap. Somebody else's fault. Yeah. Look at the West Indies. Those guys are dark. Yeah. Like, like I look light-skinned compared to them, and I, I'm, like, full <laughs> brown. Like, they're freaking crushing it. One of the highest earning, highest educated demographics of Americans. And they look like, you know, same thing uh, with people from Africa, like actual Africans. I know about 12 African-Americans. Seven of them are white uh, and the other ones are black. Uh, there's just no excuse. I'm just, I don't know if you can tell, but personally, I'm over it. And the person who's always yeah. telling me how bad I have it, it's always, I don't know if you heard me say this at one of Patty's things, it's always 18 to 25-year-old <clears throat> white woman. Always. I yeah. can't I can't make sense out of it. Well, Joe, Joe, I mean, a lot of people don't don't know this backstory about me. It's not, not one that, 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 I've, that I've ever, ever told. But um, my my father grew up in 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 Hartford in in the in the fifties, and during that time, there were not very good child protective services. There there weren't good race race relations. If you know anything about Hartford, it was the ghetto. Um, it was bad. Um, my 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 grandfather, um, you know. Everybody on my my father's side of the family died of dr uh, drug overdoses, alcoholism, or just plain stupidity. Um, no hard feelings about that. They were all bad people. Uh, m my grandfather, uh, he, 
tried to kill my father uh, a couple of times. He was not wanted as a, as a child. The Child Protective Services did finally uh, remove him, put him in foster care after the second time that they um, that that he tried to kill him. And he was he bounced around from from black family to black family, the, a white, pudgy, dorky looking kid that I would have probably be, be, beat up. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't beat anybody up. Uh, but just to, to paint the picture that uh, he was he was a nerd. He, he, he was a, an awkward kid. And um, eventually, uh, you know, he he felt the wrath of being a dorky white kid growing up in in the ghetto, and eventually um, he ran away from from foster care when he was sixteen and and was able to uh, get his hands on a a, a Trans Am that he ended up uh, racing for for money. Um, dropped out of high school, lived uh, you know, uh, worked the graveyard shift at a. Uh, at a gas station just to have a place to park his car and, and shower in the morning. And, um, eventually, um, eventually he, um, you know, met, met my mother who's the, the daughter of a two time gold, uh, metal, uh, Olympian. Um, so just painting the picture, uh, you've got you know, the guy on the other side of the tracks here. Um, uh, and then you, you can imagine how well received he was, uh, re- was received by, by my grandparents. Uh, they actually moved to get away from him. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, my, uh, he has an eidetic memory. Um, and my mom needed a ride home from school one day. So he picked her up and dropped her off and knew where she, they moved to. Anyways, um, he he um, things got serious with them, and the, the the Air Force didn't even take him in. He, he tried to enlist in the Air Force to get his life together, and um, they said you don't have your your high school uh, degree. So he looked up online, or no, he looked up um, when, when they were take uh, taking the, uh, the offering the GED. Um, went in there, took passed it the first time, and went back to the recruiting center and said, look, I got my GED, uh, take me in now. And I, I say that because, I mean, that's the type of, uh, of mentality that, that I was raised in. Um, my father reminded me, he's like, I'm making sure to not have the life for you that I lived. I want you to be better off. So you can't complain to me about somebody treating you badly you need to figure out how to make it through whatever crap you're going through. Be self-sufficient. If you're self-sufficient, only trust yourself because you can't trust anybody else. People will lie to you. People will treat you treat you badly. Uh, do good by yourself. And you damn well better do good by others because I remember everybody else that gave me a hand up, not a handout in, in life. So um, that that's that, that's the mentality that, that that I'm living in, and that's kind of how I want to see things you know, get back to. Um, I don't want to see things get back to uh, as bad when it comes to race relations or you know, the treatment of others in in the, in the 50s, but I certainly would like to see more people offering hand-ups, hand not handouts, and making people more self-sufficient, not more reliant on, on another party, because that's how wars and, and, and fights start. That's you just nailed the the debate with the welfare state just in the, in that one story because it's not if someone would have came and just gave your dad everything he wouldn't have been better off for it it's so weird because people feel like Hollywood makes you feel like if someone just came and said hey you've had a rough go here's a huge pot of money and a warm bed and blah 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 the whole outcome would have been different um seeing that as larry well, Elder says, I, I mean hard i didn't work. even get to the best i didn't even get to the best part i mean after the after his time in the service he, he did you know land the job at the right company that ended up getting sold to accenture so he, he's living a good life now he's living he's living the american dream now he doesn't have to work <laughs> so all the hard so basically the moral of the story is hard work pays off <laughs> i know a guy that sold the company to accenture 
Uh, actually, I know a couple of people that sold companies to Accenture, but that's not because that's because he worked hard. Why can't people figure it out? Hard work wins. That's all you got to do. And everyone wants to sit back and say, oh, I don't have whatever because there's this obstacle in my way. It doesn't like like black people. I'm just speaking specifically to you. What could a white person do to make you not get a job, like to make you stop going out to get a job or better yet? This my favorite one is what could and I think about myself. We're about to have our fourth child. What could a racist white person do to me to make me leave my wife and kids? That's absurd because CRT and Ibram X. Kendi and, and Maya Angelou, what's the lady's name? Uh, brah, um, white fragility lady. Just forgot her name. Uh, D'Angelo, Robin D'Angelo. Uh, <laughs> I, I said Maya Angelou, not Maya. Uh, the, all, all of these, you know, super justice warriors, uh, these woke divists, as I call them, they say, if I, if I just got to, I leave my wife and family, it's because of systemic racism. What could the system do to make me leave, to make all of these minorities leave? And then there's the annoying problem that poverty is a shared experience, guys. Freaking, it was like 77% of black kids in Baltimore City dropping out. The white kids must have been doing a lot better. Nope, 76%. Hispanic, 69 Statistically, that's all the same. It's like 74% of kids, period. That's not a black-white thing. This is this is the way it is, you know? Your, your dad didn't have white privilege over there on the other side of the tracks with your grandpa trying to, like, hunt him down and, and like... Uh, I know a thing or two about street racing, nothing that I'll talk about on this podcast, but that's not, that's not something that you want to get into, but it's not the movie Grease, guys, or Fast and the Furious. I can tell you that, or at least I've heard, uh, but you know, maybe my wife did. <laughs> yeah. Like America's asleep at the wheel. Oh. No, but the, but the, in, in, in your, in your, uh, in your anecdote about the, the, um, black guy not getting a job for because of uh, potentially uh, the uh, racial racial issues also you got to think uh, the first thing that goes to my mind assuming that that that's reversed is trust god's plan uh, I, you weren't supposed to get that job and if you if if you if you move on to the next one or however many it takes, you'll you'll land where you need to where you need to to, to be. Um, when I started my when I started my first business, something bad happened at my company, and I quit my job. And not even thinking about it, it was a knee jerk reaction. Uh, I was then diagnosed with type one diabetes right afterwards. And my wife says, oh, by the way, we're pregnant. Um, I'm, she's like, good time to, to, to not have down. <laughs> not to have your six-figure job um, to be an entrepreneur, which she referred to as unemployed. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, I, I didn't, I didn't let my diabetes hold me down. I didn't, uh, I didn't let... Um, I laid awake. Uh, the only thing that kept me up uh, is, oh crap! How am I, am I not going to be able to provide for my son and my family? And I didn't say, "Oops, I goofed." I, I said, "I'm going to work harder today than I did yesterday until I'm successful." It, it works. It's yeah. not sexy. It doesn't look cool. You can't make a movie you, about it. You fit, I mean, the, the saying what um, uh, necessity breeds ingenuity, 100% true. <laughs> you figure things out when it's, nece when it's necessary. 
Well, I'll say my, my wife's, so I'm at some point leaving my six figure job to be something between a podcaster and a YouTuber. I don't know what that looks like, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll be giving you a call. <laughs> hey man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I auditioned, I used to be a musician, not audition. What's the word I applied, uh, and I interviewed for, um, a good job at, uh, Charles Schwab. And it, it was going to be out in Dallas and Westlake, really. Um, and I got to tell you, I had some ideas about the company, not knowing anything about them. I, I was interviewed. I went through, uh, did they do three or four rounds? I think I, I don't remember how many rounds, but I, I did at least three. And it was it was like a series of women, each one more impressive than the last. And it was like a white woman, a black woman, and then an Indian or uh, some type of Asian woman. Um, and when I left the whole experience, I just thought, and the re- this is the reason that I said the company's name, I just thought this company is much more impressive and amazing than I thought. They were incredibly forward thinking. Um, cause I thought in my mind, here I am, you know, the, the young conservative black guy, like I thought that this will be like the oldest, whitest people, like the name, even Charles Schwab and, and who knows? I thought like I'm already coming in here, and it was exactly the opposite. At the end of the day, they didn't offer me the job, and I, I interview well. I interview strangely well. I coach other people for interviews. I spent a lot of time in, on LinkedIn, uh, and and that whole thing. It would have been so easy to be like, oh, they didn't hire me because I was uh, because I'm black, which is absurd because. Uh, I know the person who ran the division uh, was was this. I think she was Indian, like India Indian woman. All of them incredibly smart, incredibly uh, persuasive, business acumen. It was like a change management lead role, and they had like credentials, man, from like NASA, other financial institutions. Like these these girls were like crazy good change leaders, consultants, what have you, um, and. But what do I say? I didn't get the job for kind of like two reasons, God's plan. And, uh, and I didn't perform well enough. I didn't know who else was, you know, there weren't panels. I didn't get to see anyone else. Um, Jamie Foxx said the same thing when he didn't get the Oscar. He said, I didn't perform well enough. I need to act better. But so many people, I didn't get the job because they're racist, because the black lady and the Indian lady that interviewed me were racist. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And at my job, I interview, I interview people and one, now we're doing remote, we're doing over the phone. I can't tell unless I go out of my way to look people up online. I don't know what color they are. Yeah. Uh, these days it's hard to know what gender they are, <laughs> but, but, uh, well, yeah. it's, it's a victim. Yeah, world and, right and, now. Uh, uh, Loudon, yeah. And, and, and Loudoun County, in, in our in our chamber of commerce is, is is not helping things out much better. They they sent me a candidate questionnaire, basically, tell me what you think about these socialism socialist policies, and I'm like, um, I can't repeat, I can't repeat what <laughs> I said. Um, but but the bottom line is, uh, um, one of their things was about how they promote uh equity diversity diversity and inclusion and i'm like i started my first business in loudon county i was worried about going from no no revenue to at least keeping the lights on hopefully being able to make payroll so i don't have to be chief cook and bottle washer uh, uh here the color of somebody's skin was the furthest thing from my mind. It it wasn't even a blip on the radar. If you could do the job, do the job well, and 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 we don't even have to like each other. Uh, get me from having no cash flow to positive cash flow. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, but that's what our chamber of Com- commerce is is. is, is, is prioritizes above all else um 
my equity is going to be, uh, and I know they're not using it the same way, but my equity is going to be worth nothing if the, the business doesn't get off the ground. <laughs> yeah, you remember when equity used to be a finance term? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's, I'm going to make you mad because we've only got six minutes left. So we got to choose between, do we want to hit taxes in the economy? And you're the only person, because I send out, I send canned topics or I ask people, hey, if you've got three to five topics, send them my way. You're the only person that hit me with duopoly. <laughs> so yeah. I'll let you choose if you want to go, because uh, we'll probably only have time for one. Um, but do you want to no, hit on I'll, the economy I'll it, or no? No, I'll 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 make it. Um, I'll make both of them in. My my thing about taxes is it's it's theft and uh, it, it's um, morally. Uh, uh, morally objectionable. Uh, though, Thank you. Hard. It's it's not <laughs> moral. It's it's immoral. To, anyway, I'll shut so up. So on, on the duopoly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 no. So so we could talk about taxes another day. Um, uh, but seriously, they are they are theft and and morally objectionable. Uh, but my my biggest thing with duopolies is. Um, I really wish that we get the, the the public to wake up. Not and I don't I don't even care if you're a Republican or conservative. Don't hang your cross on your party. Vote your beliefs. I, I and I think we do need to have some some more fact we've got factions like like you like you said you've got democrats progressives uh uh socialists all in the democrat camp you you've got libertarians republicans and then conservatives in another camp there's a resurgence of the populace though populism is hitting hard right now yeah, but uh, I mean, you, you've got to have two parties at least to have political discourse. But I'm I'm really growing tired of one party not being able to, when, when they're in the minority, not being able to get important crap done. Like in Congress, um, Swalwell should not be allowed to to to, to stay on the, the intelligence committee. The Democrats aren't going to remove him. The Republicans can't do crap about it. But if we've got more parties, especially well, ones that don't, there's more. Small bull crap with him because the Justice Department, Department of Homeland Security, any of these, you know, the permanent government people should have a huge problem with a, a United States statesman who's on an intelligence committee yeah. who has any type of clearance who has a relationship of any kind with the Chinese spy, but a romantic relationship that that's, if it's not treason, I don't see yeah, how you, it's not. You and I, I you and I would, would be in jail, but Swalwell gets to keep his, his clearance um, and his job. He's still um, on the committee too, so, isn't he? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I really do. I, I really am, am starting to be um, you know, very dis- dissatisfied with, with with being in a du- duopoly, um, I think Republicans more than Democrats um, will will at least push back against their own party. Maybe not for the right reasons, but at least they don't always vote lockstep with them. Sometimes they 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 screw the um, the, the conservatives um, in in the party, and you know, that's how we get rhinos. Um, but. Democrats and Republicans should both be working together, not fighting each other. And because the, the, the real enemy is the state, we, we we can't have the government grow so big, so out of control that we we, we lose our freedoms. Uh, no matter what party you, you belong to, the real problem is the the government. Uh, our forefathers knew it. That's why it was divided the, uh, the way that it, that, that it was. Not uh, they, they couldn't predict everything turning out the way that that, that it is. Uh, but they did, did a damn good job um, with, with what they, they they got. So it's as perfect as, as it's going to get. Um, we've had multiple parties in in the past. Um, uh, I think. Um, uh, 
part of the problem is 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 that the establishment of of, of, of both uh, you, you can't run and and win a a a, a seat unless you're you know, well Bernie Sanders I guess is the only independent that that, that we got um, but uh, a libertarian candidate can't win a green candidate can't win uh no, nobody else can uh can can win so what we're left with is two parties growing ever more d- divisive until we essentially clean house and get more people that uh are are, are doing the job to, to 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 become the anti anti-establishment to do things differently to uh it would be you know, see things more like the way that I see it. I'm, I, I don't want to be a career politician. I don't need a, a resume booster. I'm doing this for as long as I need to. Uh, I don't have higher offices set. I'm fine with, with being a, a, a local candidate, um, getting the job done, getting the job done right. Um, I don't ever see myself being a, a professional politician where I say, reelect me because the job ain't done. When in fact, a lot of politicians don't finish the job because, well, it's job security for them. Then you've got guys that are in it for half a century, and I just need four more years and I'll get it done. Give me a break. Like, yeah. Man, we are, uh, yeah, everything you just said, you're preaching to the choir. We are. I don't want to see you just said not to vote lockstep. I can't vote for you anyway because I don't live in your district. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're reading from the same songbook for sure. Uh, there's There are some morality issues with taxes. And guys, you got my email address. It's ask at thejomobleyshow.com. Happy to jump on the call with you and explain it to you. I, I am confident that I'm right. Uh, and... Uh, people people think that all countries have just two parties. Well, most other countries have at least three. Look over to the UK. Look over to um, London. It's not the country. England. Um, they've got a ton of political parties over there, and they're represented in, in parliament. They're in the government, three, four, five parties. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're, we're not going to win hearts and minds on this right now, but... We, we have to do what you said. We have to clean house. Um, I, I want to see more populist, and I want to see more backbone in the Republic. The Republican Party is what we have right now, um, yeah. and it can be done. It's already been done. William F. Buckley Jr. already did it. But the issue that we are trying to work to solve, these types of movements have happened all throughout history, Um yeah, man, I, I'm glad that you're in the arena. I think it's going to be awesome. Anything I could do to help out with the campaign, um, let me know. Uh, but I, I let guests take the show out, so I, I've got a question, and then anything that you want to say, um, you know, to the constituents or whatever, I could chop something off for you to send out to them. Um, but if you could snap your fingers, and everyone on Earth read and understood one book. Um, and you can't pick the Bible. All Christians will pick the Bible. Muslims will pick the Quran, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, but if you could just get everyone to understand, really understand one book, what would you pick and why? And you you get the last my word. Book. Yeah, it's my, it's my favorite book, The Wealth of Nations, Adam Smith, Adam Smith uh, a, a Man Wise Before His, his, his Times. Uh, it explains exactly the 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 problems that that governments put on uh, a free market economy and uh, how free market uh, how markets uh, grow their wealth and prosperity it's um not uh as um uh convoluted as as shakespeare when it comes to to to, to words you you're not going to need a thesaurus to to get through it but it it's it's in pretty simple, plain to to under uh, uh, understand language on why governments uh, restrict free trade, free markets, and and and, and wealth, and why a, a free market is is good, and it will make it very clear why socialism, communism, fascism, Marxism all suck. 
Awesome. Well, Greg Malthrop, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, I'm going to have you on again soon because we're going to do a live show before. Well, we've got to do it before mid-October. So who knows? Maybe first week in October, first Thursday in October, uh, potentially 830 to 930 Eastern. Uh, What is today? I don't even know. Oh, it's it's Saturday. Cool. Um. (laughs) Yeah, but thanks so much for coming on the show, man. I really enjoyed our chat. Look forward to the next one. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.